Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on American Family Radio. Hey, we've got our uh, spiritual heritage tours set for 2023 in June and September. And I'm just going to tell you, people, we're not going to have any snow. (laughs) (laughs) If we have snow, I'll give your money back. Oh, there you go. Shouldn't have said that. What month is this? June and September. I think you're safe. I think you're safe. We're talking Virginia here, D.C. It's not going to snow. September? September. It could. In September. <laughs> okay, Armageddon. <laughs> if Armageddon's arrived, it will snow. I don't think – if it's ever snow. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off track here. Uh, we're not going to have any winter weather-related trouble in, in June and September on our spiritual heritage tours. Uh, in June, we're going to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon and seeing all the sights. And then in September, we're going to do that tour as well as a Colonial Williamsburg Jamestown tour. So um, Stephen McDowell, the Providence Foundation, will be going with us. He's a historian. And so you're just not going to find another tour group going to take care of you like we are. That where you're going to have your own private historian to talk to us all along the way. Mm. So it's going to be a lot of fun and very educational and inspirational. So if you want to go with us, all you need to do is go to the dates, the cost, the weather report (laughs) for six months out from now is all at spiritualheritagetours.com. That's the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. All the information is there, and you can sign up, put your deposit down, and plan on going with us. Steve Jordahl is down in the studio. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I just heard from Walker Wildman, who's listening to our show today, and he said the September tour has been moved to Panama. You know, Panama. Yeah, we just to, just to make sure that we don't have to give money back. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. Okay, well, I think I'm pretty safe on this one. I think huh? you are. Yes. Uh, on the on <laughs> no winter travel problems, even in September. Yeah. All right, Steve. Hey, can I uh, join uh, the uh, soon-to-be ex-speaker of the house in wishing everybody out there a happy Schwanza? <laughs> Which I what? believe is the Jewish African-American version of what, 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 what happened this time? This is – let me just let you listen. Right. This is our uh, Nancy Pelosi in one of her last press conferences as Speaker of the House, and uh, this is what she had to say to everybody. Cut 10. Which everyone a happy, healthy, and safe – New Year, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Schwanza, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. Schwanza, Happy Schwanza. That's like Schwanza is a sandwich. <laughs> so she's a wishing you a happy a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Schwanza, I never heard of Schwanza sandwich, but it does sound Yiddish to me for some I reason. I think it's a it Jewish does, sandwich. It very Yiddish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know. It sounds like a sandwich. I'll take a Schwanza and a Diet Coke <laughs> with some chips, please. Uh, but what what you have there is uh, the former, well, soon to be former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, 
wishes. She, she meant to say Kwanzaa, didn't she? She did mean, mean to say Kwanzaa, yes. That's because the reason she mispronounced Kwanzaa and called it Swan, what'd you call it? Kwanzaa. Is because she never says Kwanzaa throughout the year. She only says it one time a year, and that's, that's to right. pander to black folks. <laughs> Apparently. That's the only reason she's doing it. And even pandering I, to the 10 people in America. Yes. Actually even black people Kwanzaa. I talk to, they don't even know what Kwanzaa is hardly. I mean, it was just made up the last 10 years, some kind of an African traditional celebration. A little longer than that, but yes. Huh? A little longer than that, but yes. Most African-Americans celebrate Christmas. They'll say Merry Christmas. You say Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa to you. They'll look at you funny. Now, huh? she had said Happy Festus. We'd all know what that means. <laughs> happy Festus? Yes. Festivus. Festivus. Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us. That's sort of a Seinfeld episode <laughs> oh, from I many you were years going back ago. Back right, Gunsmoke right. there. No. Right. Festus. Oh, huh? yeah. uh, it was a, a made up uh, holiday for <laughs> people who didn't want to celebrate Christmas. It was Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, you do have. You do have Christmas and Hanukkah that are very close. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. In the times of the year. Mm-hmm. All of these are coincide with this time of the year. Yeah. Even Qu- Kwanzaa is. Kwanzaa, but what is Kwanzaa? It is an African-American celebration. It was started by, actually, um, a, a prisoner, a convict, I guess, I think, started it. But basically... Uh, it's a celebration that of the African heritage, um, kind of hearkening back to the right. motherland. You okay, got it, you got it. Everything has to be centered around race. So yeah, yeah but that anyway. But Speaker Pelosi, yeah. she she really needs to get her words down a little bit better before she goes out there wishing people happy holidays that don't even exist. She's pretty white, huh? Happy Swanza. Happy Swanza. <laughs> Happy swans of people. Uh, uh, well, you know, this is after Biden insulted Irish people last week. That's true. Call, said, uh, he said, I may be Irish, but I'm not dumb. Stupid, Isn't yeah. that what he said? I think it's stupid is the word he used. Stupid. Yeah. Did he ever apologize oh, to Irish my. people? Do you hear this, Ray? I I'm, I think I'm hearing it now for the first time. I may oh, be yeah. Irish, but I'm not stupid. Is that what we, our president That's what Biden said last week. He was speaking oh, my. somewhere. My gracious. I know. And he said, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. And, he, and any other group he'd have said that about, except for Italians, probably. He was Ed, in Delaware at the time. Yeah, Ed says Italians are the most disrespected people. <laughs> um, huh? Uh, nobody apologizes for offending them. Uh, but uh, the Irish here, yeah, Biden, Biden basically said, I may be stupid. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. What he said. Anyway. All right. All right. I know Steve. you guys were talking last hour about uh, Elon Musk and the Twitter files. Well, they dropped Twitter file number 10, the 10th installment. When did they do that? Oh, Sunday, I think it was. And uh, uh, this one is the one I've been waiting for. We've been hearing about. Uh, how the FBI and Twitter and the government, they've been telling him to censor things having to do with elections and other kind of what they call misinformation. Number 10 was about COVID. And while you can say that it's important to, you know, because you can have people not voting or voting at the wrong time if you're putting election misinformation out there, if you're putting out misinformation about COVID, you may be killing people. 
I mean, if you're honestly, if you're telling them that, for example, if you're hiding, and which is what they did, they who's they, uh, the government and Twitter combined, federal government, federal like government, the CDC or the, the White, White House, House or who, White House, the White House and Twitter. So uh, this the Biden was, White House and the Trump White House, although the Trump White House didn't uh, wasn't uh, doing it about the the. Uh, information about the vaccine they the trump white house got uh meetings with twitter and all the other social media giants to and what they said is we don't want to cause panic so don't report or uh, kind of suppress information about runs on supermarkets there were runs on supermarkets but the trump white house said we would rather you not put out there if you could suppress those tweets that talk about it because we don't want to cause panic that's not good what's well, um, not good the, the 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 Trump White House asking Twitter to do its bidding like that, and that is kind of a violation of uh, the First Amendment, if if everything else is. Um, and then the the Biden White House, they started getting into the COVID uh, misinformation about the 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 disease itself and the vaccine. David Zwig, who's with the um, Free Press, uh, is the is the person who uh, reported this. He found the following three problems. First of all, artificial intelligence was making uh, they they programmed bots and uh, with artificial intelligence to make the decisions on whether something was misinformation. By the way, if it disagreed with the narrative put out by the White House and the CDC, it was misinformation. That it was that's what they de- deemed misinformation. AI was making the decision. They had contractors in the Philippines backing them up with a decision tree. So these were these were people on a cubicle farm. You know, you've seen those um, that were making medical decisions for Facebook and Twitter. And then the final uh, arbiter of whether the difficult ones were um, censored or not came to the highest levels of Twitter. They Th- said, again, this is pre Elon Musk. Just for those who don't. Haven't been following this story. Correct. This is why Elon Musk bought Twitter. One of the main reasons was to expose what happened during the uh, in the last three or four years. So that they they would censor uh, when if someone even put out CDC's own data that countered the narrative, it was labeled misinformation and cut off of the parody. Was well, the Babylon Bee was banned by Twitter. Yeah, because they were putting out. False information, even though they were a parody site. Well, most people understand parody, but uh, and that, they, that was that they, was true. FBI didn't, I guess, or the well, Twitter yeah. didn't. But when you have somebody putting out a study, for example, that says somebody put out a uh, somebody asked a question: Is it important that everybody get the vaccine? And a, a epidemiologist answered and said. Older people need the vaccine. It you, it's not important as important for younger people. And if you've had the disease already, if you've had COVID already, then your immune system should handle it. You probably don't need the vaccine. This is an epidemiologist who tweeted that is out. Is this an example of what yes. they did to people? Yes. Okay. And that was it's, that was sent, uh, described as. As, uh, so if you, if you, even if you were an epidemiologist and you said what you just said yeah. in a tweet responding to somebody asking about who yep. should get the vaccine, that was considered uh, misinformation, and you 
were subject to being banned. Yes, or or at least your you, they put a a note on your tweet. Do not you cannot like this tweet. You cannot share this tweet. Here's one that was put out um, by uh, this is the account is called Infectious Disease Ethics, but this is uh, someone tweeted out below. The first study I have seen showing that the mRNA vaccines in young people, ages 16 to 39, are associated with cardiac arrests and myocarditis. This is a peer-reviewed study. They put the graph in here, and Twitter put a misleading information uh, disclaimer on that. said, you can't share it. So the bottom line is, and I'm I'm not originating this, is that Twitter is the glove. And the federal government became the hand in Absolutely. that glove. That is good. In other words, uh, Twitter became a puppet for the Biden administration and the CDC. Yep. If anybody disagreed with their assessment, mm-hmm. CDC, the Biden administration, that was counted as misinformation. Right. Regardless of what the science, you know, science, you learn things as you go along. And we were learning things about the, the COVID and the vaccine as we went along. And so... You don't expect everybody to be perfect with their information the very first time through. But as we learn new things, if a peer-reviewed study coming out says maybe it's not the best thing for young people to have this vaccine, that needs to be now the science instead of, oh, the Biden Joe Biden says everybody needs a vaccine, so anything that might take away from that, we're going we're gonna to make sure it doesn't get out there. Yep. Are they still uh, promoting the booster shots? The White House, the CDC, and all that—they are, but not to the same extent. And the and the how many boosters are are, are people supposed to have had by now, Ray? Do you know? We're up to what four, five, something (laughs) like that. Since this since it came out, yeah. yeah. What has happened is that the American people and the CDC will tell you this: the rate of people getting boosters has dropped dramatically. Right, and here's why: (laughs) the reality has caught up with the misinformation from the CDC. The reality is, we've said this before, uh, the vaccine, number one, doesn't keep you from getting COVID. And obviously the boosters don't keep you from getting COVID again and again and again. The boosters don't keep you from passing it along to other people. So we're now in a situation. So what's the point, really? Two and a half years into this, we now know that you can take boosters every six months if you want. And it's not going to stop you from getting COVID. And it's not going to stop you from spreading it to other people. Unfortunately, now we're getting into, I saw this story this morning, up in Boston, the Boston School District, mandating masks for kids, at least for the first two weeks when they go back to school. you got to wear a mask. Every kid's got to have a mask on in order to enter classroom. And I know they've had studies about how de- how detrimental that is to the learning environment. And Yeah, but they're, they're flaming liberals up there. You know, that they, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just saying that they both, the people in Massachusetts, right. they love this stuff. They can't get enough mask and shots and all this stuff because that's what they vote for. That's my, well, not the, all that's why the liberals keep getting yeah. elected and reelected up there. Two quick points. Number one, the American people by and large are a common sense people. Oh. And after a while, people get tired of being lied to. We get tired of being pushed around. And most Americans, there's a small subset, but that will, 
But most Americans are not going to go back to the doctor every six months to get another shot. They are just not going to do that. I think American people have said on a a lot of this COVID stuff, enough is enough is enough. And the other point I want to make is the, the thing, Fred, you said about the hand and the glove. That's totally true. But let's understand. It's not as if it's not as if the government forced Twitter to do that. They were a willing hand yes. inside the government's yes. glove. They were a willing agent of the government, which makes it so much worse. And all of the, all of the 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 narratives that we heard that the government put out, um, they took action based on those narratives. And in fact, uh, we have a, a Dr. Mark Siegel. Uh, Chris got these sound bites for us. He was talking about how uh, the government acted on these. Uh, with mandates on these, uh, this information that may or may not, and in fact, sometimes was not true. Listen to Cut 5, Dr. Mark Siegel. Once you started with the term misinformation, the term mandate soon followed, right? Because if only your way is right, you have to impose it. You have to superimpose it. And they were superimposing it, the government was, on things that are questionable. Now, you probably know that I believe in this vaccine, but I'll tell you something else about it, though. It's not the kind of vaccine that prevents spread Mm -hmm. consistently. It is not surprising that that soon went off the table and it became more targeted towards severity. And if you're not preventing spread, spread with the vaccine how can you mandate its use that was a problem and again anyone who said that was marginalized on twitter or attacked on twitter which is supposed to be a public forum bingo who is that dr mark siegel dr mark siegel and that's and that's what makes it criminal what they're doing to our military people all the science is in now on this updated science at, at least and still they're trying to force military people out of the military because they won't take this shot. Still? Still. Now, I thought they got that reversed. The con- the- Not for everybody. There have been some isolated cases across, you know, Air Force here, uh, some Army right. people, but not a blanket, hey, we made a mistake here, or at least say, at least say, we have new information now. We're two years into this. We know better. Hey, we're getting rid of this mandate. Um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> another thing, excuse me for interrupting you, Steve. No, go. When I told you to go ahead, I wanted to mention this before we leave this topic. This, this happened and got no, uh, hardly any, um, international attention, especially in the U S when it happened. But I remember it happened and now I've gone and looked back, looked it up. This is from Forbes magazine. It's their website from April 21st, 2022. Um, Actually, I think this took place earlier. But uh, it says Germany's Vaccine Advisory Board on Wednesday, again, this would have been back in whenever it was, April, recommended against using Moderna's COVID-19 shot in people under 30 due to evidence suggesting a very small risk of heart inflammation. joining France Mm -hmm. and a string of other European countries restricting the vaccine as coronavirus cases across the continent soar to record levels. I I didn't know. I don't remember. So uh, this was updated April 21st, 2022. I'm trying to think when the original story came out. I want to say it was 2021. 
when they written, uh, let's say, yes, it would have been December, excuse me, November of 2021. You can look this up for yourself. Uh, I, I just typed in Moderna Europe under 30, and the story comes up out of Forbes. It was in some other play. Reuters covered it. Uh, so it did get some attention, but it just wasn't discussed in America. Why? Why is Germany and France and other European countries saying we're not going to make males under thirty get the Moderna, at least the Moderna vaccine shot, because it's it's in a small number of cases, and I don't know what that meant exactly. It's causing heart inflammation, which is called myo myocarditis, myocarditis which can lead to death. And it has led to death. And I don't know how what the definition of small is, but it is bigger than a lot of people want to admit. We talked about this uh, with Dr. Um, McCullough on this show uh, last uh, last week at some point. Yeah, but see, that's not a conspiracy. If I had just said that sounds like a misinformation. That's not misinformation. No. no. I'm telling you that in, in Europe, they said, you know, males under 30 don't need to get the Moderna shot because right. there's enough people getting – myocarditis or heart inflammation that it merits it, it, the benefits of the vaccine such that it is and it doesn't prevent you from getting covid doesn't prevent you from spreading covid uh so it's not worth the the, the risk outweigh the um benefits yeah is what they were saying i can hardly did you know did you remember this ray yeah and it's the, the sad thing is it has taken so long for the obvious truth to come out and you know we've said a long time people have to make their own choices about this but now the information has come out how can you trust the government how can people trust the cdc given the double talk and the and and the suppression of contrary views deliberate government sponsored suppression of controversial views right. they didn't want to hear how can anybody trust the cdc now I know in America, you know, we yeah. have freedom of speech, freedom of discussion, dialogue, debate, and what what the CDC and the Dr. Fauci's and the others of the world, including the White House here under Biden, yep. wanted to shut down debate, and that's why they censored. That's why people like Dr. McCullough and some of the others were called wackadoodles. Well, it turns out they weren't wackadoodles, and <laughs> they were. You know, they were, these guys were highly credentialed before the pandemic ever started. Oh, sure. And it was like, well, when they started commenting on things in sometimes a contrarian way to the medical establishment, they were just like treated like pariahs. And you're going like, this guy has a long, these guys have a long history of accomplishments in this field. They, They deserve to be heard. Pardon me. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. My pleasure. Ray, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Fred. You bet. We appreciate Chris Woodward's contributions. Brent Creeley, our producer. Steve Tiber, who was on with us, continue to pray for Brother Steve up there in Buffalo, New York. It's just terrible, terrible situation uh, they're experiencing there in New York. And have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow.